0: our sponsor this half hour is built bar i just had one this morning man they are good they are so good and uh perfect for snacks or if you're running in between meals or whatever it's what my wife lives on
1: and uh unlike us she looks good
0: she (laughs) is getting so skinny Oh, she is, I mean she's but she's in shape. She's in she's shape. shape yeah. Muscle muscle muscle. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's annoying. You better watch out. She'll beat the snot out of you. If she yeah. ever finds out about well, well, I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Built Bar, get your uh, get your resolution fulfilled. Lose weight, feel great. It tastes amazing. It's a protein bar, really healthy. Builtbar.com uses real chocolate. Use the promo code beck for 20% off your next order. Builtbar.com promo code beck. And enlightenment. This is the yeah. program. Yeah. Uh, finally, relief is on its way, America, and nothing spells COVID relief quite like a hundred million dollar underground electric train uh for Silicon Valley. I mean, that's what America's been screaming for the whole time. We gotta get back to normal. Could we please get a $100 million electric train for Silicon Valley, you know, with federal funds? Because Silicon Valley, that is a struggling area of the United States. It's not like, you know, one guy could put in a train himself. It's not like that at all. We need government money to be able to do that. Well, good news. The Democrats are on it, and your $100 million electric train, Silicon Valley, thank God. Goodness, your COVID relief is just about in the mail. The Glenn Beck program. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about uh, coming up in just a second and some perspective on the news. Uh, American Financing is our sponsor for the last year or so. I've been telling you, if you're a homeowner, you need to consider a refinance of your mortgage as soon as possible, because the historically low mortgage rates that we're experiencing won't last forever. And it's true. The market is tricky. Uh, Sea change is on the way. And if you're somebody who is fiscally responsible or even if you're someone who'd like to be more fiscally responsible, now is the time to make a difference in your own future and that of your family. Take a little time today. Give American Financing a call. Just give them a little bit of your time to find out what they can do to help you get in the best possible financial footing. You're prepared then, no matter what comes down the pike. Maybe that means refinancing your mortgage, getting a little lower interest rate. Maybe it means bundling your debt together into one manageable monthly payment that could end up saving you hundreds, if not a $1,000 or more, every month. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Mm, Thank goodness Nancy Pelosi is here to rescue the day Uh, we have the 1.9 trillion dollar COVID relief legislation Uh, thank goodness thank goodness it it does no well let me just let me just say this Um, the platform of the DNC back in July no sacrifice is too great for the American public to endure if it means getting more Democrats elected to office. Now, that's the way I read it. That's the way I read it. Day 31 of the Biden administration, we get the 591-page bill the Democrats are proposing to act into law. Buried in the text of the legislation is a section from the House Transportation Committee to fund $30 billion for transit systems to prepare to prevent... And to respond to coronavirus. Wait, to prepare to prevent and respond to coronavirus. 30 billion dollars for new transit systems. Can you do the math on that one? Uh, Because I'm I'm trying really hard. Uh, Maybe the vaccines will come via train underground train. Is that what it is? The bill funds a billion dollars for projects under Section 305B of public law, the Fixing America's Surface Transportation Act. That section created a pilot program to fast track federal funds on projects, meeting certain specifications that has been using in applications for funding for the Bay Area rapid transit system for Silicon Valley. Uh, Looks like the bill uh, and other related documents, the new relief bill, will provide BART with about $112 million in funding for the continuation of the 6.5-mile extension from its current terminus in uh, Mil- uh, Militas, whatever that is, down to San Jose, then back to the city of Santa Clara. Oh, my goodness. So they're going to, they're for $112 million, uh, Silicon Valley is going to get another 6.5 miles out of it. Which, you know, in California, you couldn't bike ride. You know, you really couldn't. You couldn't do that. You couldn't, you couldn't walk 6.5 miles. That's for sure. You, you need the under... You couldn't get into your electric car and drive it. No, you, you have to have that 6.5 extra miles, you know, for COVID reasons. I'm speaking sp- specifically for COVID. Well, nothing
1: uh, cures COVID more than uh, getting everybody inside of a little tube... And, right.
0: uh, in close con- right. in close contact right and breathing uh, yes all
1: over each other yes. that's great for covid
0: yeah now also in the bill uh you th- they have the 15 minimum wage which i think again is what america said when we first donned our mask we said 15 days to slow the curve and 15 an hour that's what i was thinking i don't know about you <laughs> I was thinking, if we're going to slow the curve in 15 days, we need a $15 minimum wage. And thank goodness Nancy Pelosi is there. Uh, she uh, The bill also includes $1,400 stimulus checks for individuals earning less than $75,000 a year, married couples earning less than $150,000 a year. The amount decreases for individuals and couples earning over those amounts. Uh, so we, we, we have that, uh, including 350 billion dollars in federal funding for states and localities, as well as 400 dollars in weekly federal unemployment benefits on top of state benefits. So I think that's, you know, I think that's, that's wonderful. Uh, that means we're going to be bailing out the states of California, New York, Illinois. Which I think is wonderful. I think it's wonderful. Uh, you know, they shouldn't have to worry about the bill that they racked up, don't you think? Oh, no. I mean, that's, I think we should. That's our fault. Yeah. I, I think us in the that's our
1: fault in the red states. Yeah, it for is forcing them. It is for fairness reasons right. to implement all these policies
0: that have ruined their society. Exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Now, um, $15 uh, uh, wage. I know as a small business man myself, uh, I know that the thing you need when you're really struggling is. Is the government to come in and say, "You need to increase wages?" Mm-hmm. That is the best recipe for success, <laughs> you know when you're like barely making it and can't bear, you just barely can keep the doors open when the government comes in and says, yeah, I need you to add at least five dollars an hour to all of the employees that are working for minimum wage, you say, "Thank God the government is really here to help. They are here to help now now sometimes progressive congressman or any congressman for that matter will say things that everybody knows they're thinking but they don't really usually come out and say it uh representative uh kana has uh has come out and uh, here's what he said on the 15 dollars minimum wage well of course large businesses like amazon uh and mcdonald's for example can can and perhaps should pay more. But I'm, I'm wondering, what is your plan for smaller businesses? How does this, in your view, affect mom and pop businesses who are just struggling to keep their doors open, keep workers on the payroll right now? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, they shouldn't be doing it by paying people low wages. We don't want uh, low wage businesses. I think most successful small businesses can pay a fair wage. If you Mm, look at the minimum wage, it increased with worker productivity until 1968, and that relationship was severed. If workers were actually getting paid for the value they were creating, it would be up to $23. So I love small businesses. I'm all for it. But I don't want small businesses that are underpaying employees.
1: Ah, okay. Uh, well, you okay. we can solve that problem for you because they're all going to go away. You won't yeah, need them. You
0: won't, you won't need them. Yeah. All the small businesses and great thing, all of the minimum wage jobs. Yeah. Like you are going to see kiosk after kiosk in most small businesses or places like McDonald's. They can, they can afford it because they can afford to buy the kiosk, which will uh, eventually pay for itself and doesn't require, you know, health insurance or anything else. So... McDonald's can, yes, they can afford the $15 minimum wage just to fix the kiosk. They can. You know, they can. And what's
1: interesting about that is they just did a study on this, on McDonald's specifically, this exact corporation they're talking about. Mm -hmm. And the way they, quote unquote, afford it is to pass on 100% of the increases in the wages to the consumers. 100 percent not 50 percent 100 percent so the people who are going to mcdonald's which generally speaking are fat guys like me and glenn and people who (laughs) maybe have a cost concern right those people get to pay more
0: that's great that's for the same product that's great and it doesn't add to the food desert at all no no not not at at all all. not at all because they'll have the kiosk so your kid won't be able to have a job at subway or you know mcdonald's or anything else because those jobs will be eliminated or those jobs will go to adults you know that don't go what what's your order (sighs) i can't hear you you know, it doesn't go to those people. Uh, if you're paying $15 an hour, you might expect a little higher quality than a pimple-faced, uh, angry kid might give you. Yeah, and then they'll never learn to work. And this has
1: rippling effects throughout our society. Oh. I also love the point where he's like, look, you know, I just think uh, successful small businesses can afford uh, to pay their people minimum wage or uh, a living wage. Well, OK, let's just say, for example, some s- certainly some could. right? Yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah, sure. But like, are we? only keeping the businesses that are thriving in the middle of the pandemic like there's a lot of companies that are not successful right at this moment
0: yeah so what does it mean for them wait wait, wait i'm trying to get my arms around that What's making them not success oh, successful right now? Is it Democrats have closed all their businesses <laughs> oh, largely, uh, okay, and also we have right. a global
1: pandemic, and a lot of people don't oh, want to go okay. out
0: to 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 do these things. All right, I was just so, thinking that it was that they weren't hiring fifteen dollar an hour workers. No, no, what's
1: interesting is the whole
0: justification
1: uh-huh. for the one point nine trillion dollars.
0: Right. is an admission
1: that these these small businesses are not doing well, huh? And that employees don't have jobs. Well, that in the train. So to do something that will hurt. Well, the train, too, obviously. I mean,
0: you need the train.
1: <laughs> I'm saying the public justification. I mean, how, really are those, how
0: are those workers in Silicon Valley getting to work other than on that underground train? You got to have the underground you, train. You, you have, have to have, gotta have
1: it. You have to have it. But, that. like, the idea is we need $1.9 trillion because, number one, these businesses are struggling. Mm-hmm. Number two, people are out of work. Mm -hmm. So the solution to that is a $15 minimum wage will have less people in work and more struggles for these
0: businesses. Now, this is weird that you would bring this up Mm. because I've got a couple of other pieces that might explain some of this. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't understand. Well, give me a minute. Hang on. We're going to take a quick minute break. And uh, then we're we're coming right back uh, with uh, an explanation. Of course, probably a conspiracy theory. Uh, Coming up in just a second, stand by right now, Patriot Mobile, probably the piece of technology you've used the most throughout the day is your cell phone, whether it's calling or texting or posting your latest kitchen creations to social media throughout the day. You're using that phone for all kinds of things, which means, of course, that you're shelling out money and you're putting it into the pockets or of somebody. And they're supposed to give you a service back, right? That's what you counted on. But who is that somebody that you're putting money in the pockets of? If it's one of the big mobile companies like Verizon, uh, you're giving money not only to Verizon, but Verizon has taken some of your money and giving it to leftist causes that you would never contribute in everyday life. You're funding probably Black Lives Matter. I know you're funding, uh, you know, uh, pro-abortion activities and Planned Parenthood. Well, do you want to keep doing that? Or do you want to stand with the people who are giving you a great service at a better price and um, not doing that? In fact, shoring up things, taking a portion of their you know, profits and putting it towards things like the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the right to life, you know, those kinds of things. This month, get free Premiere Activation, where they set up everything for you. You also get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, a lower price, and the values you believe in. We have to come together and stand together. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. That's PatriotMobile.com slash BECK, or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, Station ID. Now... Wow, Governor Gavin Newsom uh, has uh, plans to vac- vaccinate school staff more quickly. Um, you know, more quickly than well. Right now, uh, they have in the warehouses about four million vaccinations just in California not being touched right now because you know you got to make an appointment. You know, you 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 have to be a special person. It's not like you could just open up the floodgates and say everybody can get a vaccination now because we're making three million vaccinations every single day. Everybody should have a vaccination. No, no, no. They want to do it a different way. So it's taking, yes, a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, hey, it's not like the economy is affected or children are affected at all. Uh, The uh, California Teachers Association, the second largest school district, uh, is um, continuing their negotiations on when they can come back to school. And they're like, not sure. They're not sure. Everybody has to be vaccinated before those teachers feel safe, which is weird because it's not what the science says. You know, follow the science. And you'd think teachers who are always lecturing us about science, uh, that that would... um, that, that would play a role. You know what's better than a vaccination, though, i found? What? Um,
1: getting paid for not working.
0: Yeah. That you, is you know what's awesome. You know what's better than negotiations? Hmm. Firing them all. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How would yeah. they get paid without working if you fired them? Oh, They're going to be a $15 minimum wage, okay, okay. and they'll be able to look for that job on that new six and a half mile train. <laughs> so, uh, I it, it, honestly, fire the teachers. Time to fire the teachers. Well these in California, they are they had a big parade, a car parade. Oh, that's good. uh, Yeah, on Saturday, and a big press conference. Um and uh and it's wonderful. Now, our kids, you know, don't don't worry about the kids. Um you know, or or really any of the facts. Drug deaths have jumped have jumped twenty-five percent in the last year. About 7% of the UK children have attempted suicide. 7%. Uh, And they have another, what is it? Uh, Self-harm is like another 24%. 24% of children in the UK have have inflicted harm on themselves in the last year. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's not think about the kids. Japan has a record high 479 school children that committed suicide during COVID. Hmm. Uh, But don't again, don't worry about any of that. We can't get back to normal. We can't open up these schools until the teachers feel completely 100% safe. Now, let me give you a couple of ideas of what's happening here. Israel is way ahead of everybody israel smaller country but they have made vaccinations you know a priority and they're getting it done israel has raced ahead the fastest covid vaccination campaign in the world already half of their population has at least one dose uh one dose but here's the thing that really bothered me well let me give you good news in, uh, in Israel, they just voted last week to open shopping malls, museums, back to the public, subject to social distancing, blah, blah, blah. And gyms, cultural sports events, hotels, swimming pools also reopening now in Israel because they have half the population inoculated. We're saying now that even after inoculation, no, you can't go do anything. That's ridiculous. So dumb. It is absolutely ridiculous. And we all know it. Why would I get vaccinated if I have to still stay in my house? And that is exactly the problem, right? You're
1: communicating to the people like, well, you can go get a shot, but it's not going to do anything for you. So what's the point? You're incentivizing people not to do it. The government should be running ads. Hey, get your vaccination. Within four weeks, none of this applies to you. Exactly right. As soon, or whatever the timeline is. Four, You'd week, be six, doing weeks. it. As soon as you hit that second shot, you no longer have to worry about anything. You don't. You can go out and you can go to concerts. You can go visit all your grandparents. You can go. You don't have to wear a mask in stores. That is what the 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 messaging from the government should be incentivize people to want to get this thing. Instead, they're doing the opposite.
0: Here's here's one of the reasons why uh, what's coming our way. Um, Israel has a green badge system. You would think that Israelis would stay away from badges, um, especially color badges. But um, if you get your uh, vaccination, You get a badge and a QR code and you can scan it and you can go do whatever you want. If you've recovered from it or had the vaccine. Okay, but that is coming. But that is also a way to track you. Now, remember what they said about the $15 minimum wage. They don't want some businesses. That is also what is happening. They are intentionally crushing the middle class, crushing the entrepreneur, And trying to get them to, A, break their spirit, and B, get on to the government dole. Which leads me to a story in the New York Times on the boredom economy. People are so bored. They are sitting at home and watching Netflix, etc., etc. They are, according to the New York Times... I'm getting things delivered within a few hours of ordering them. In terms of how it's affecting the economy, I don't know, but we're wanting to buy more and more and more because so many of us are bored at home. So we're online shopping. So you're bored at home and they're seeing people because it'll be delivered sometimes the same day. You just online shop, and stay at home. Which, of course, again, helps the small business person, doesn't it? (laughs) They have accelerated the technological shift and more is coming. And it is a, it's a fence built around you. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, All right, then. These days, probably the piece of uh, technology... Uh, that uh, uh, that you uh, use. I'm sorry. That's the last commercial. I need to tell you about my Patriot Supply. Slowly but surely, things are beginning to come back to normal here in Texas. Uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're judging things from, the truth of the matter is that our area was not prepared for this kind of disaster. Um, we had corruption in our midst. So what kind of disaster in your area are you not prepared for? It's easy enough to ignore these things until they hit, but I don't think you're that kind of person. We didn't have to worry about the shelves on the supermarkets, which were literally bare. It looked like Poland, mid-Soviet era. There was nothing in the stores here. Please check out my patriot supply. The food will stay fresh to up to 25 years in proper storage. It's mypatriotsupply.com. Get the food storage you need before the next emergency. The kits will ship in 1 to 2 days and arrive discreetly at your door. It's mypatriotsupply.com. Don't forget to watch Radio
1: Hall of Fame member Glenn Beck on blaze tv.com/glenn. The promo code is GLENN. You'll save
0: 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. John Kerry has uh, come out on Friday and said that the record cold temperatures we're seeing, global warming. Uh, I don't know how that works. Uh, but the guy who you know flies on private jets and has a mega yacht and several mansions, uh, but he's different than all of us. He says it is growing too late. We now only have, write this down on your calendar, Stu. Now we have John Kerry giving us nine years so we have an official new clock a new countdown nine years to fix this so okay we got that down we got it yeah that's no no
1: problem don't worry about it. we
0: only have nine years to fix it and that's why it needs to be a cram down now some would say that no no i'm i don't think i'm gonna buy that (laughs) uh some would say no i don't think the cold weather uh, is because of uh, global climate change, because Texas has had this kind of cold weather before. It, it happens from time to time. Um, you know, but maybe it's just me. But the world is waiting for America, even though uh, reports now come out that uh, about 230 miles east of Moscow... Uh, There is a uh, there's a pack of dogs that have been discovered that their fur is blight a bright blue. Now, it could be that they've been hanging out around the chemical plant. But Moscow doesn't know. They have no idea. There may be an entirely new species of dog that is bright blue. But remember, America is the crap hole That is holding the rest of the world back. Uh, Joe Bastardi is uh, with us, and uh, he is the uh, chief forecaster at Weather Bell and also the author of The Weaponization of Weather in the Phony Climate War. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Guess what he's going to say. Hi, Joe.
2: Hi, who would have ever thought? Uh, hi, Stu. Hi, Glen. Hi, Pat. Hi, everybody. Uh, who, uh, uh, you let in with John Kerry, and I'm like, oh man, you're just like waving a red flag in front of me. <laughs> who would have ever thought that John Kerry mm-hmm. could be an advertisement for my book? Since right. The whole book just what? counters that kind of. There's actually a chapter on that: the weaponization of global the global temperature. And, uh, you know, I I just I'm watching these statements and uh, I can't believe it.
0: Joe, 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 Joe. we only have nine years now. And I know we had 10 years about 15 years ago, but this time uh, we now have nine years to solve this thing. Otherwise, we're doomed. We're doomed. And you saw what happened in Texas.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You better believe I saw what happened in Texas since we were uh, my company was way out in front of it. You know, we have, we have major clients in Texas, construction companies. And uh, on February 10th, uh, you know, as publicly as I could and as many people as could co- I could contact, you know, my dad used to say, if you have to tell someone you're good at something, you can't be that good at it. Right. But, on the, uh, you know, not everybody follows me or whatever. February 10th, we said uh, category, the winter equivalent of a Category 5 hurricane, most five-day extreme winter weather event in Texas history, and I actually put the maps of 1899 on that uh, infamous outbreak in 1899. By the way, I'd like to question uh, Senator Kerry: uh, How did that happen, 1899, with that outbreak, and then the 1900 Galveston hurricane? You can't get more extreme than those type of swings that were going on back then, and uh, the only thing I could say is that it must have been the horses that were adding whatever they were oh, adding oh yeah, to yeah, the atmosphere
0: yeah, the methane to, to give it. so wait so wait a minute you uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you call the state officials and say, "Hey, guys, prepare, here it comes
2: well, what happened was uh you know, I have contacts uh, and one of the contacts is uh, Sean Hannity, who forwarded my book. And uh, you know I was mailing Sean and everybody, Wayne Advance, and Sean uh, called uh, Governor Cruz, or Senator Cruz, and Governor Abbott. And uh, Friday night I got a I got a call from uh, Senator Cruz, and uh, we talked for about a half hour, and then uh, we talked uh, talk with Governor Abbott, uh, and then the staffs of both uh, staffs of Senator Cruz's staff Saturday morning to really try to get them ahead. But by that time, it it was sort of too late as far as what the state could do. You needed a response starting four or five days away. I I actually tweeted that, Glenn, and this was the middle of – it was on Wednesday. I tweeted that there should be a uh, federal response the same way as preparation for a hurricane goes, a a winter-type response, getting that equipment in there, understanding that we were going to have the kind of freeze-ups we were going to have. And, you know, it, Saturday morning, I was uh, digging into the Texas newspapers, and I realized that they really didn't get it. Um, they were saying, oh, it's going to be cold, but we've had these kind of things before. This was completely, it was 1899. It was uh, uh, was this, uh, different from 83. 83 was a little bit colder in many places, but not as much snow in 83, mm-hmm. uh, the 83 outbreak. Now, I know all this stuff because I have no life except, the good Lord above, my family, and the weather. So I go (laughs) in and dig into all these maps. My father's a meteorologist. He taught me the foundation I stand on today, was built yesterday to reach for tomorrow. So if I know yesterday, if I see maps from yesterday, I say, wait a minute, that's showing up again. Guess what's going to happen? And the, the interesting thing about this is I do this because I love it. This is what God made me to do, so I'm going to do it as hard as I can. And the second thing is... It benefits my company because what happens is everybody is just looking at the computer models and consensus and there's so many great forecasters out there. But if you can add something more, something different, uh, and and help people out with that, you uh, you add so, value to the product, and then you see what happens.
0: All right. So one of the things that you uh, added, you said the the three previous big freezes predicted. This one, is that just from the maps, the computer models and the. the
2: Well, yeah, there's certain things that go on. There's certain signs that go on. For instance, a week before the freeze, I have a couple of not going to say their names. They're they're meteorologists in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. On Saturday night, after I got out of church, we had a big map discussion. Uh, They called me up and we were talking about this. This is a week before. And here's what they were confronted with. They said, Joe, we're reading what you're saying. You're referencing 83. You're referencing 1899. None of the computer models are predicting those numbers. You know, they're all 50 and a low of 35 and things like that. And hmm. so we went over the whole thing, and there's a certain type of, a certain type of way that Texas gets really cold. Uh, you, you need the ridge of high, the Arctic ridge of high pressure to run from Montana down to Midland. And what happens is it's high pressure. That actually causes Texas to get brutally cold. You get the buildup of low level, cold, dense air in the northern plains and it oozes southward. There are these small pulses that come in. And one of the biggest things that was going on, folks, was that the, the run up to this, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday period, the computer generated numbers were busting horribly one day away. They were predicting a high of 15 or be 40. High of 40, it'd be 28. And what happens is if you're, let's say you're auto, automating your your load estimates, if you're an energy company, and you're saying, well, we're going to use this computer model, says it's going to be 50. And, well, guess what's going to happen if you're in Dallas? Is there's going to be day after day after day of buildup of error? And then what happens when the real cold, the, the strong? So how can
0: our coal? models be this wrong, and yet they say they can predict what's coming, you know? In nine well, years. They,
2: they can't. They're tools. And I I talk about that in my book. You know, I, I think people should get the, you know, I I know it sounds like I'm shamelessly plugging the book, but it's almost as if the book was written for what's going on now. I didn't know uh, Joe Biden was going to be president when I wrote that book, right? And, and, yet, and yet I wrote it because... I felt there was something to say and alert people to about the weaponization of this situation. Now, the situation. No, the models, are the tools to use, see, they're not the answers. They're ways to get answers. They're outstanding ways to get answers. But you've got to know, based on what happened in the past in comparisons, how to use them and when to use them. And it, it's a matter of waiting. It's a matter of what we call attribution. And that's the problem with the climate. The guys on the climate side of the issue. I see what they're saying. I are mean, a lot of good people on that side of the issue. They've done great research. I read their stuff all the time. I want to know what they know, not what I know. I can't increase what I know unless I hear from someone else. So what happens is that they they look at one thing and put all their eggs in one basket. When you have all these models, all these what we call analogs of the past, the physical, uh, the physical drivers of the atmosphere at that time, You have to decide as a human being, as a forecaster, try to do a service for your client or whoever, how to weight them. Is this stronger than this one? How do you blend them together? And that that takes a lot of dirty work. You know, there's a saying the will, everybody has a will to win. But the will to prepare to win is what counts. And it, it's preparation. It's no different. I used to wrestle at Penn State. It's no different than what we were taught on the wrestling mat, except we do it with the weather in my company, where it's just constant, constant looking at things. So anyway, I uh, hope that doesn't sound too pop. <laughs> no, it,
0: it, no, it doesn't. Thank you, because I know your record. It doesn't. Uh, Joe Bastardi, his, his book is called The Weaponization of Weather in the Phony Climate War. Uh probably a really good book to bone up on because we are entering uh a new battle and a new era and it is this one is powerful this one they say it is going to be done uh and we will be in a green new deal the weaponization of weather in the phony climate war joe bastardi thank you so much joe You know what's worse in the beginning of the house selling and house buying process? The end of it. Because if you don't do it right on the house selling end, you're going to end up with a lot less than your house is worth or might be worth. If you don't get the right real estate agent on the buying end, you don't want to be on the end with getting a house you know that you thought you really wanted. Uh, and then you got ripped off with it or the house that you settled for. All of this and more is why you should check out Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a free service to you that I started with my brother a number of years ago because I got tired of uh, the norm of not knowing how to find a good real estate agent. Just I don't know. Friend said this one. Friend said that one. You really need to know who has the best practices, how they're going to help you. They, they have a team of professionals who are going to propel your home buying and selling process to success. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com, a free service to you. realestateagentsitrust.com. The Guardian has reported now uh, that NHS uh, figures, this is from Great Britain, released last week show that in the five weeks since the third lockdown began, COVID-19 accounted for 65%. Percent of deaths of people with learning disabilities. Sixty five percent of deaths. Learning disabilities from covid. Office for the National Statistics show that the rate for the general population was only thirty nine percent. So what's going on here? Well, that was the uh, question uh, that uh, the England's Care Quality Commission Looked into, and they found that nurses, doctors had put uh, "do not resuscitate" orders on the charts. So, if you had a learning disability, you didn't get resuscitated. That that may be uh, part of the problem when doctors or nurses are putting that on your files. <sighs> This is phenomenal to me. If true, if true, it's again people who think they know better. They think they know who's worthy, who's not, and they decide for them. You're not worthy of living. You are. This is a progressive model. It's a socialist model. But it is also a model that we warned you about when there's shortages of care. When there's shortages of care, somebody has to make the decision on who lives and who dies. And people say, well, that's not fair that we're doing it with money. Okay, it's not fair. But is it fair to do it because people have learning disabilities or they're mentally slow in one way or another? Is that fair? Is that what we should be doing? When there's shortages, people have to make those decisions. Uh, And I know money's not fair, but at least some handicapped people will have money or their families will have money. And so you're not going to weed all of them out because some government bureaucrat says, you know what, they're not worth saving.
1: Not to mention, of course, when wealthy people purchase things early in their cycle or when they're expensive, they wind up paying for other people to use them later on. No, that's not- makes the technology cheaper. We know this from everything from big screen TVs. Do you remember your first big screen TV? Shut Glenn. up. Yes, I do. Glenn paid more than the entire
0: GDP of Madagascar for a flat screen TV. My wife did. It was a Sony Trinitron, the first flat screen to come out. She got it for my 40th birthday. uh, And it was remarkable. Remarkable. It was $10,000. $10,000. I looked at her and said, no TV. And she said, turn it on. Pat came over a lot, and we just, you know, <laughs> watched TV a lot.
1: But now you can get a TV that's double the size with more features and higher quality for four hundred dollars at Walmart.
0: Yeah, that wasn't even a that that wasn't that wasn't high definition. That was standard it wasn't even
1: high definition. No, that was
0: standard defini- <laughs> oh, definition. Oh my gosh!
1: I mean, that's crazy. But again, like you know, you could say back then, be like, oh well, only people like Glenn Beck can afford this. It's not fair. Well, it became pretty freaking fair pretty freaking fast. It did. It did. And, you know, look, you know, this idea that socialism is going to solve these things. uh, I mean, we've seen how many times going to be proven that that's not the case. You anti-collectivist.
0: What do you know? Thank you. Yes. You anti-collectivist. Yes, that's exactly what I am.